We watch a movie, maybe read a book, or look at some kind of art. And we talk about it together and say lots of interesting things, and one of those things is our favorite parts. This is Favorite Parts with Allison and Trey. Hi, Trey. Hey, Allison. We are here on a bonus episode. Ooh. Bonus. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. We're going to talk about the Oscars mm-hmm. and lots of the movies that were nominated. Before we start, Trey, what's your favorite part of the Oscars? Mm, I really love red carpet stuff. Uh, I will watch, Ooh. like, I won't watch hours of it, but I will watch, you know, an hour Minutes. of it. <laughs> A sampler. <laughs> um, but I do. Okay. I love seeing the dresses, I love seeing the suits. Suits are suits, but dresses are, I think, are amazing. They're so you? cool suits. Yeah. Well, do you like the, do you like the, the interviews or are you just there for the fashion? Mm, I never like the interviews because the interviews <laughs> always feel like so like cheesy to me. Yeah. They're yeah. really not the best reporters on the red carpet. I guess. No. no offense to the red carpet reporters. Right. You're doing it might be us one day. If we do this well. <laughs> Hi, I'm Allison here with Favorite Parts Pod. And what was your favorite part of making this movie? <laughs> the fucking... Uh, uh podcast headphones on too yeah totally <laughs> i wear these around back. on a daily basis you should um. <laughs> quite touching yeah that's funny mm-hmm. um okay trey i know you're dying to know what my favorite part of the yeah, yeah. Is. i did, I, <laughs> I did I <laughs> yeah i did so what's yours mine is um this might not come as a surprise but they usually do like a musical number in the beginning <laughs> Where they like do a roundup of all the different movies. Yeah. <laughs> and there's usually singing and dancing involved. Yeah. Uh, Billy Crystal, I gotta say, really was very good at this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm excited to see what this year's hosts do. Mm. This year's hosts, right, are Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, yeah. and I'm forgetting the third person. Regina King, is it? Regina King, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of talent in that group of gals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see what they do for their. I, I see them like the as women personally. Gal, you think gals is offensive? <laughs> gals. <laughs> fucking with you. No, gals isn't offensive. Group of females. <laughs> Assigned female at birth. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but that's my favorite part. I just love the show, Trey. I know that's not mm-hmm. surprising to you. Mm-hmm. And any. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, at this year's Oscars, uh, we have tried. And some of us have succeeded to watch all of the best oh. picture companies wow. for this wow. year. I did watch all 10 movies nominated for mm-hmm. best picture. And I'm here to give you, Trey, my hot take um, on, I've ranked them all from number 10 to number one. And I know that you will strongly disagree with many of my rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Likely all of them. <laughs> Starting with number 10. Okay, what's number 10? I can't wait to hear this. My least favorite movie was Nightmare Alley. Motherfucker. (laughs) I really, I went back and forth for a little while and I was like, I just did did not like this one. There were things I liked about it, but yeah, it ended up at my number 10. Okay. Um, Favorite part, if you'd like to hear more about Nightmare Alley, listen to episode one. You can hear why Trey loved it and I did not. My trace right. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. 
Number nine, I feel like you might agree with what for me was Dune. Yeah. Yeah, I would. All right. Well, you can tell me, what would you put as number 10? What would be your least favorite? My least favorite movie is Licorice, Lick Butt Pizza. Oh, right. Yeah. Licorice Pizza, I put in the middle. We'll get to there. But, well, that's interesting. Would Nightmare Alley have been one of your numbers? Okay, well, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. All right, so uh, if you'd like to hear more about our hot takes on Dune and also hear us attempt to pronounce people's names correctly, episode three, check it Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. All right, my eighth favorite film was Drive My Car, which we haven't talked about yet. Wow, yeah, interesting. Uh, It was very long. The longest of the films, three hours long yeah um i did not think it needed to be that long (laughs) because not that much happens in those three hours let me tell you um i liked the characters a lot i liked uh the story was interesting you know it did take me a little while to figure out that they were speaking in different languages during the plays because they were all different asian languages that i it took me a minute to like pick up that they were <clears throat> different because i'm mostly just reading the subtitles right um yeah it just i think you know there's also very little music in that movie i don't know if you noticed it there's a lot of silence there's a lot of silence which i really liked about it hmm. mm-hmm. um i didn't hate it i just it just wasn't you know good. this is your ranking that's all right and i did have a favorite part though my favorite part is when the main character kafuku mm-hmm. describes his assigned driver, Misaki. He describes her driving in this one scene and says like when he's in the car, you have no idea what he thinks about this young woman yeah. who's been driving her, driving him around for a while. And then sort of the guy who's putting on the festival says like, how's the driving? And he's like, it's, he gives this beautiful description. Like I wanted to be in, ride in this car to feel what it felt like to drive in her car. It was like, it feels like floating. Like she effort, you know, she effortlessly. Yes, that's right. Yeah. you know navigates the car and then the character explains that she used to drive her mother while her mother right. was sleeping and her mother would like kick her if yeah. she woke her up every while time driving. yeah but she had to be very careful in the way that she drove and so now she drives like you know it feels like you're floating in space because she's so careful not to like jostle the car at all um so that's that a very favorite. elegant way of telling everybody that you're into corporal punishment I am not even going to engage with that because it is so far afield that we're going to go to number seven, which is where I put King Richard. Did you watch King Richard, Trent? I tried watching it. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Uh, It takes a lot for me to sit through anything with Will Will Smith, for starters. Whoa. Our hometown hero, Will Smith. Your hometown hero. My hometown hero. (laughs) Oh, okay, fine. Well, we can yeah. have more than one hometown here. I, I meant our in the collective Philadelphia sense. Um, well, I knew what you meant. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, King Richard, it wasn't bad. I do, I just get concerned about making movies about people who are still alive. You know, I just I know, I remember you feel like that. we need yeah. a little distance from this stuff. Um, so what I'm hearing is kill him first. Trey, you're taking a lot of very weird readings of these, (laughs) of my hot takes. 
Uh, my favorite part of this one though was, you know, I didn't, I will admittedly, you know, I only know uh, about Venus and Serena Williams, what we sort of see on the news, you know, I've seen them play tennis and stuff and, yeah. you know, know a little bit about their lives from just being a human in the world. Sure. But I didn't know that they had, there were like five girls in the home growing up and that they were yeah. all very close and they would like all go together to these tennis tournaments. And so just watching that family dynamic, I really enjoyed because I didn't know anything about it. And then they have, they show very small things like that. They had like these talent shows that they would put on in their bedroom, yeah. which I thought was just like, I don't know if it felt very um, like really helped me understand the kind of family dynamic that they had when they were all like, together and it seemed like a very because I I imagined their house I imagined their upbringing would be very sort of like stern because I knew their dad regimented yeah yes because I knew their dad had you know was I didn't know much about his coaching style but I knew like he sort of coached them from a very young age to be tennis players but Mm -hmm. the movie shows that he did really want them to be kids and uh yeah so seeing that aspect of their life I thought I I enjoyed yeah so that's Um, number seven number seven okay number six licorice pizza climbed to number six for me (laughs) white love wins again this is amazing (laughs) it's still the bottom half yeah but still it's propped up on the bodies of (laughs) of actually a lot of minority films well there weren't that many to begin with well we know where you felt they should be they should fall (laughs) It has nothing to do with my feelings about these people. Allison, honestly, Oscar it's mostly White. Bradley. Bradley, I know Bradley Cooper really redeemed licorice pizza for me. Yeah, I know. Also, it had a very good soundtrack. I'm a sucker for a good soundtrack. Mm. All right. Well, that's enough about licorice pizza. If you'd like to hear us talk more about it, you can listen to episode two. All right, <clears throat> number your five. top five. Yeah, your top five. Yeah, we're, we're coming into the top five now. This one, mm-hmm. I feel. <sighs> I wasn't really sure where to put this one. I put it at five. I know you're going to disagree with me, but I put Don't Look Up as number five. Jesus Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. I do. (laughs) I will say this is one of the movies that I watched. I watched this in December. So it had been a while. Yeah. But I did enjoy watching it. Mm -hmm. I do think that it was like a very good idea. Uh, You know, this, I, I, thought the satire was very well done like it did evoke to me the frustration of you know knowing that climate change is real and no one cares and it feels like you're screaming into a void like I felt like that was very much evoked in the film in a Uh way that was both poignant and also sometimes lighthearted um so yeah I, I put it number five it was mostly based on my pure enjoyment of the film uh, just real quick for me yes, about don't look up. Uh, like the movie was fine, but like I, I, my two things about it were one, the humor around it was just like a lot of like low hanging fruit. Like, like I, I don't think there was anything. It, it was a movie that very much played to a very specific audience. I felt like, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. It felt like it felt like. I kept waiting for it to be like, this movie is sponsored by NPR. Like, this is just... <laughs> movie is well, like very much for the NPR fair. crowd. Yeah. It was. And it was that fine. crowd includes me, so... It does. It did does a great indeed. job. 
Hey, um, NPR, I love you all. When my book is done, I want to be on NPR. Yeah, you better watch out. Terry Gross is listening. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite part of Don't Look Up was Jonah Hill's character. Uh, he plays yeah. like a Don Jr. S character and he yeah. just hit, he did it very well. And like, it didn't even have a very big part, but uh, I thought it was he was good for me. He yeah. was good. I like Jonah Hill. All right. Number four. Mm-hmm. Not surprisingly for me, West Side Story, even though I did not mm-hmm. think it was that much better than the original. And I, I still think that the movie did not need to be remade. Because the original mm-hmm. version of the film is still very good, and there are there are problematic parts of the first film, but I don't think they were resolved by this remaking at all. Um, okay. Well, they were sort of resolved. The one thing that was addressed was that uh, the Latinx characters are played by Latinx actors, and not yes. Latinx actors who had to wear brown makeup, like Rita Moreno yeah. had to in the 1970s version. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite parts of West Side Story were they add some interesting backstory. Like the whole film is set to, because the Upper West Side now, right, is like a very shishi part of Manhattan. Yeah. They had to kind of remind the audience because even when West Side Story, the original version came out, West the West Side of Manhattan was still kind of like a rough and tumble area. Mm-hmm. They had to remind people like what was happening. And so they frame it as like slum clearance happening on the West side, which did happen. But in real life, it was a mostly black neighborhood that was decimated in this movie. It's a mostly Puerto Rican and like some white immigrant neighborhoods that are being cleared. So Mm. there's a little bit of playing with history there, Um, but they're being cleared to make way for Lincoln center, which is a thing that really did happen. So I, I appreciated that. Um, you like and, that. You like gentrification is what you're telling me. Well, I liked that they're tying this to like things that are still happening today, right? Yeah. Gentrification. And also, the, I mean, part of our heritage is these terrible things that cities did to move black and brown people out of where they were. Yeah. And it's like part of the reason things look the way they look today. Um, and I mean that in lots of different ways. So... Mm. Mm. So I just like when people are honest about what happened, right? It's yeah. not like this like wealthy neighborhood came out of nowhere. It's like we moved the poor people out and like they're still poor. They're poor in a different place That's now right. um, because, you know, wealth came into this neighborhood, but we it did not go to the people who had been here yes. when it wasn't a you know, desirable neighborhood. It's the story of the two neighborhoods that we live in right now yes. in Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah. Whew, that's another episode. Um <clears throat> They also added some backstory for Tony, which I appreciated the main uh, male character who it's explained that he had like spent time in juvenile detention because he has like violence issues, uh, which made his character make a little bit more sense. I think my favorite part though was the performance of America, which I still think is a very good song. And they take it from a rooftop down to the streets of Manhattan. There's a lot of really cool colors. It's just like a very well choreographed part. It was an enjoyable thing to watch. Here's my reaction to your oh God. <laughs> hot take. One is even hearing about this movie is boring to me. It's just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> musicals are just so, I think musicals are so boring because- What if I so, sing it, Trey? <laughs> that would actually be much I more- I live in America. <laughs> wow. Also, all the songs always make me think of, uh, was it Five American Tale? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's I'm sure like it was inspired by West Side Story. Honestly. Much more my speed. Um, okay. You are reminding me of the one time that I went to a juvenile, uh, like, like detention home uh, for kids. And uh, I knew about it ahead of time because we had a, we had a relative, like a distant relative who was in uh, a juvie home um, mm-hmm. at like, I think he was like, I was like definitely 12 or 13. He was like 14, 15. Okay. But uh, I remember that uh, the, the relative that took, took me and my sister to go visit this other, this younger cousin of distant cousin of ours. They were like, here, uh, take these sandwiches with you and put them underneath your shirt. And I remember walking into- oh, You smuggled in sandwiches. Yeah. And I had to like, I I had never even met this. Did you do it successfully? No, I was like, I was like sweating and crying the whole time. Like, (laughs) yeah. They're like, you smell like bologna, kid. (laughs) Exactly. You're full of bologna. I don't know. (laughs) They told me. Just take me in now. Take me in. (laughs) I knew this would happen. (laughs) I tried to tell them. I didn't even want these sandwiches. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's the one time I, that's what hearing your. That's what my. Reflection made me think of. Well, yeah. Thank you for responding to my boring synopsis of. <laughs> need to do something for the audience. Another What's your top three? Point. Here we go. Top three. Number three, Belfast. Mm. You know, I'm a family story will get me most of the time, honestly. Uh, that is honest. And. It's a part in history, I, a part of history I found really, you know, it's set in Belfast and when the troubles are first starting, a very yeah. interesting time. It's based on Kenneth Branagh's real life. Mm. Um, it's in black and white, which isn't annoying in this movie. And the okay. char- just like some very good characters, you feel like it really evokes a sense of place in Belfast. Uh, my favorite part was actually the end of the movie. It was quite sad. The family was on the bus. They've decided to leave Belfast. And it cuts to their, their, their grandmother is staying. Um, and she, you, it cuts up to a, it's who's played by Judy Dench. And uh, she says, go now, don't look back. And it's just very sad. And, mm. you know, made me think about home. I grew up moving around a lot. So it made me think yeah. of all those things. Um, That's sweet. I think you would like the movie, Trey. It's, it's yeah. also not very long, an hour and a half. Great. Sold. For a movie. I know. Great. So totally sold. <clears throat> All right, top two. Top two. My number two movie. This was a tough one for me. I went in between okay. one and two a lot, but in the end I picked, uh, well, my number two was Coda, which. Oh, I forgot about Coda. Yeah. Yeah. You said you like ball through that or something crazy. The last 20 minutes I just cried uncontrollably through Coda. Yeah. I, I don't understand how anyone could not. Um, mm. I didn't know this whole time. I knew that CODA was kept being spelled in all caps. And okay. the reason is that- I have not finished acronym... this movie. You're about to- No, I'm not going to ruin it. Okay. It's an acronym for child of deaf adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Did you know I that? Think I didn't know that. I think I did know that. Yeah. But it's also about music. So I just assume, I didn't put it together, which oh. I don't know, maybe makes me a dummy, but um, happy to share that with the audience. And I'm going to tell, this is not the end end so I don't think it will ruin it for you, but I have to say my favorite part because it's a very, it's just such a great part of the film. Okay. After she performs her concert, Ruby, the daughter, the main character, she mm-hmm. comes home 
and her dad sits with her on like the hood of the car after the rest of the family has gone inside. And he says, she, he asks her to sing for him mm-hmm. and to sing loudly. Right. So he can like kind of hear the yeah. reverberation, vibration. the yeah. vibrations of her singing. And she does, she's like solo sings to him. And the song is you're all I need to get by, which is like in the film a lot. And the oh. whole time you've been thinking about this film as, you know, the uh, Marvin Gaye, Tammy, who is it? Tammy, I forget the woman who sings in the original. Tammy or Faye Baker. <laughs> Someone named Tammy. I'll look at it before the episode's <laughs> over. Anyway, yeah, you're yeah. thinking of it as like a romantic song because that it's performed, uh-huh. you know, she performs it with the guy she has a crush on. And, yeah. but then she's singing it to her dad. You're all I need to get by. And Aww. yes, and that's when the waterworks started and they did not stop mm. until the movie was over. It's Aww. just such a good. Is it like Tammy a, Terrell or something like that? Yes, that's what it is. I was like, it's a T, but I can't think of what it yeah. is. Um, yeah, just, it's just very good. And this that's like, beautiful. a very unique father-daughter relationship that they have. And just the whole family dynamic is very good. So it mm. leaves one movie at number one. You, you oh, I know it. Is. Yeah, because I think it's my ultimately. Is it your number one? Pick, probably. Well, it's not. It, your number one wasn't nominated for best picture. Oh fuck a duck! Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'd rather not. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my number one was Power of the Dog. Oh right, so interesting. As I, I mean, you could probably tell if you listened to episode four. I had a lot of thoughts. <laughs> you did have a lot of thoughts. Just About like Power now, you the too. dog. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it, I think of these, I felt like it was the best picture. I think I enjoyed Coda much more yeah. than I enjoyed The Power of the Dog, like just as uh-huh. a, a viewing experience. But I think Power of the Dog was, although the rumor is Coda might win. I don't know. We'll see. That's fascinating. Stay. I think Power of the Dog is going to win, but. You do? I do. But I'm looking at the list again. Yeah. Um, I think my quick thought is it's either going to be power to dog or west side story it's not going to be west side story you're very adamant about that Mm -hmm. yeah there's no way okay no way great you need you yeah no Mm -mm. that what that i didn't even see it you didn't even see it (laughs) you didn't even see the movie I I'm love that story. <laughs> Saw the movie, and I'm telling you, no, it's not gonna. I'm thinking win. from the through the lens of Hollywood politics, and not from I agree viewing perspective or experience. But it would still be Steven Spielberg winning. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't do anything. I, I maybe I don't know. Well, a lot of the I chatter around the dog best... is going to get other things. Uh huh. Yes, I. That's very true. I do think a lot of the chatter has been about how the you know the Oscars have been attempting to expand the Academy to include yeah. younger and more diverse voting members, mm-hmm. um, and also they nominated ten movies, which is usually somewhere between I think five to ten, but including people, yeah. there was a lot of discussion about how including ten meant movies like Drive My Car were included. Mm-hmm. That you know would pro- maybe not have made the cut if it was only They five. did the same thing, I think, with the Dark Knight year, Batman movie year. Uh, like I, or, or, or maybe it was Black Panther. One of those years, one of those comic book movie years, I remember that it was part of a, a more expanded slate. Maybe it was even both of those, but yeah. They're okay. trying. They are trying. It's just like diversity stuff. They uh, do just enough to check the box, but ultimately, you don't get picked. 
Well, we'll see. We shall see who gets picked. This PSA was brought to you by the Black Panther Party. (laughs) 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 Okay, we're not going to talk about the free breakfast program right now. Um, (laughs) All right, the other big categories are director. Mm -hmm. I think think that Jane Campion is going to win for director. I think so, too. Totally agree. Great. I don't want to talk about any of these other ones. We've already talked Great. about them. Yep. Best actor, I think Will Smith's going to win. I don't know if he should win, but I think he is going to win. I think I will give it to Cumberbatch. Really? I do. Th- yes. I mean, I think his performance was very good. Yeah. I would also like to give a brief shout out to Andrew Garfield, who played Jonathan Larson in Tick, Tick, Boom. He did a very good job. Are you listening, uh, Garfield? Allison just gave you a shout out. He's definitely listening. He is. <laughs> Yes. He's one of our follows on Instagram. <laughs> he totally will be. Um, best actress. This one is tough for me. And I kind of want Penelope Cruz to win, even though I didn't see Parallel Mothers. <laughs> wow. Are you do you, are you waiting for me to now shame you like you did to me a moment ago? Or? No, I don't I'm oh, not okay. waiting because I assume you're gonna agree. <laughs> uh, I mean th- I'm work. I'm always working through what I want versus what I believe will happen. That's what I want to happen is Cruz. What I believe will happen is Olivia Coleman. Oh, really? See, the Ch- Jessica Chastain is actually the uh, rumored winner, mm, and the things that I've been reading. Okay. And she was fine. I don't know. I, I again. Yeah, I didn't like that. Playing movie. real people, it doesn't feel that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It feels like an impersonation. Also, I will say, however, if Nicole Kidman wins for being the Ricardos, I will throw something and break it. I don't think I don't think that movie has been received well enough. It's terrible. There's a reason it hasn't been received well, and that's because it's a bad movie. Wow, there's an unexpected. I saved it. I saved it for Javier Bardem. All right, best supporting actor. I feel very strongly that the dad from Coda, Troy Kotzer, should win. I have no opinion about that. Really uh yeah because actually you know what no i think it could very well be uh cody from power of the dog that's true very true peter yeah. was very i would not be mad if peter played if peter won jody yeah. cody cuts mcphee mm-hmm. he did a great job yeah he did really great and as you know i love power of the dog i know you do all right best supporting actress um Anjanae ellis I would love Anjanae to win. She did a good job in uh, King Richard. Uh, people keep saying Ariana DeBose is going to win. Maybe she will. I don't Maybe. Know. Maybe. I also would not be... Honestly, these were all very good performances. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, I thought, did a very good job as Rose as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I would like Anjanae to win. Um, okay. Last two. Original screenplay... Uh, worst person in the world worst person in the world we finally get to talk about it yeah how great is that movie it's my favorite movie this year wow i mean like 2022 meaning like three months in favorite no i mean of my last of my of this oscar 2021 to oscar night viewing Mm. of new newly released movies assuming you don't watch any new movies before sunday okay um i think even if i do it's gonna be a Tall order to shake that one from. It was very good. What was your favorite part of Worst Person in the World, Jay? Favorite part is probably the same thing you and I talked about is when uh, the the two, the main character 
And then the kind of like longest long in love interest of hers uh, sit down and have a talk at the, mm. in a at a bench or not bench, like a table out in the park. Uh, I don't want to give too much away because I think it is relevant to seeing the film itself. But like that conversation between her. His and, monologue about his lost world mm-hmm. of his childhood. Yeah. And also what it meant for, for him to see her as a bit of a receptacle for for a bit of knowledge that he wants to impart mm-hmm. before he moves on to another stage of life that's true yeah what did i say was my favorite part i can't remember now same thing you, you said was, did i thing. say the same thing yeah i also liked when they did the flashback to all of her matrilineal uh yes you did talk about that yeah ancestors it's a good movie i think everyone should see that movie yes everyone should see the worst person in the world <clears throat> we went yeah. to the theater to see it but i think you can stream it um i think you can too all right, and final category, we're going to talk about adapted screenplay. Uh, Dune. Really? I think they'll give it to Dune. Hmm. What do you think? I, You know, I thought it was, I didn't know Coda was an adapted screenplay. Apparently it was originally a French film. Huh. That was made not that long ago. I wow. want to say in the, I put a note about it somewhere. Maybe like five years ago, or 2014, I think. Um, okay. I think Power of the Dog might win. Yeah, I can see that. I don't. That was the only film I will say that I watched and I wanted to read the thing it was based on. Huh. That's that's makes one of us. <laughs> well said. Mm-hmm. Um, all is, right. is, is the is this adaptation? Is it a novel or is it a short story? Which one for Power of the Dog? Power of the Dog. I don't even know. It was oh, interesting. A 1967 novel, I think. You might have sold me if it was a short story, but now (laughs) then you would have read it. it. Then (laughs) I would have. I would have read. I love a good short story. I do too. Often overlooked. Uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. No, I think it's like it's and it's like a real. It's like 300 pages or something. I was hoping it would be a novella, but it is. Power the boar. Okay. (laughs) Power the no. Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna quickly talk about some themes that we noticed in this year's Oscar roundup. Trey, the first uh-huh. one is one that you've really identified and I want you to talk about. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the a big theme that I saw emerging over the course of the 21-22 films is scam, like the art of the scam. Um, I think Nightmare Alley had that. Uh I think um Licorice Pizza had that. Definitely. Um yeah. I feel like, uh, I think even in some respects, worst person in the world had that. Um, yeah. yeah, there, it was a big thing. And, and, and scam in a sense too, of like, you know, I'm being somewhat poetically, like taking some poetic license with my right. application of it. But mm-hmm. I think it's all, I think it's true all the same, which is the notion of how do you compel people to invest in narratives that, are self-serving for your for you and not necessarily for people around you and um I do think that was a big theme I I and I think it like I think I was saying to you uh I think it's a very like timely post-Trumpian type of theme Mm. to see I also Mm -hmm. think too like because I think there can be a gravitational pull to make thing a lot of things to be about either during or post-Trump but I also think it's it speaks to even things like how much we've talked about in the last couple years other scams like 
fire festival um there's uh elizabeth elizabeth holmes yeah inventing anna we work swindler yeah been a big yeah there's cultural what was that the lulu is it no it's not lululemon but it's the It's a scam for a different reason. Feels like a scam. Did not have to pay that much for jogging pants. <laughs> the, or there's yoga the pants. other clothing. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, this is great. There was a clothing. <laughs> Please tell super, us more. Super helpful. <laughs> It'll come to me. Sure. They were tight. There oh. were leggings. People wore them. Okay. I have no idea what you're talking. Okay, so scams. Scams. Big big team. You had a love one it, that you saw it. yourself. Yeah, I, uh, as I was looking through the list, I feel like this idea of, there was a lot of uh, movies that sort of dealt with motherhood, fatherhood, parenthood, yeah. um, somewhat in, uh, <clears throat> some of them in the conversation of whether or not to become a parent, like um, mm-hmm. uh, the worst person in the world that's a very big part of the movie oh, is the sort of conversation yeah. around whether or not she wants to be a mom and like thinking mm-hmm. about her that's when that flashback happens of all her her yeah. mother her grandmother her great-grandmother um lost daughter is very much about um motherhood mm. and someone who could be perceived as a quote bad mom yeah um drive my car there's a story of yes who have lost a child yeah. and he sort of rediscovers a child in the movie um sure. king richard obviously very much about a very specific kind of parenthood that's happening mm-hmm. um power of the dog right rose and yeah. peter and also like people who are not your parents who are raising you in some ways or developing yeah. relationships with you uh coda obviously about parenthood mm. and like a complicated relationship belfast belfast yeah you no know, it's all about like protecting um and i assume parallel mothers is about motherhood although i did not see it it's so actually about rap music <laughs> hate to break it to you and the rest of the people listening. well i might have to reevaluate whether it. um but yeah and i i do think that this is the com i have never uh i know that this is something i'm thinking about like because of who i am and uh like being a woman who is 41 years old, this is something that I'm thinking about, but I also feel like the conversation about whether or not to have children, yeah. given the state of the world that we live in, yeah. is becoming more and more of a conversation rather than an assumption. Um, yeah. And I feel like that was somewhat reflected in some of the films that uh, were nominated this year. What do you think about that, about uh, that being the wider conversation right now? I think it's good. I think it's good when things that have been accepted as like the norm start to be yeah. questioned and challenged so that people feel like they can really you know make their own fate and they don't have to just do what everybody you know I, I like when mm-hmm. people feel like they're empowered to make a choice and they won't be judged poorly because of it um I mean also it just makes sense like climate change is real and it's a thing to think about. Uh, the yeah. last theme was just that these movies were very long. I don't yeah. know why in a... I haven't thought about this, but yeah. In a time when I just feel like people constantly argue that our attention spans have gotten shorter. It's very interesting to me that movie, the all of these movies were quite long. Mm-hmm. Two plus hours. Yeah. 
I'm I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I just think it's, uh, it goes against kind of what you think might be happening, I guess. Yeah. I, I like, I know we've talked a lot about like movies being long and sure. Some of them are long, but I think a couple of things, one, I'm ultimately, I'm ultimately okay with that. Like I'm ultimately okay with movies utilizing the use of time and space to tell a full story and like not all of them do it to the same degree but shorter also doesn't always mean better either like I've a bad movie the experience of a bad movie trumps the notion of how long it is like it always feels long if it's really bad um okay and uh I also think it's ironic too right like this whole idea that like because I've seen a lot of talk about like the aversion to these even hour and a half plus movies like I think some people are even balking at that Mm -hmm. but uh but I think it's ironic because it's happening in the same type of same realm of pop culture consumption where we routine yeah people are binging tv shows series seasons in like a weekend or in a weekend afternoon like I so a, a lot of that just to me a lot of this speaks to the power of like the algorithm of things and just uh and how much we're become much more creatures of comfort around mindless endless consumption and I think the trade-off is that some of these longer movies are making you work a little bit more as an audience like they're not you're not a pa- mm-hmm. you you don't get to be a passive viewer as you can be with a lot of like binge-worthy series where like there's so mm-hmm. much fat there you of course can can keep it on for several hours at a time because right you're not actually asked to track intricate details over time you're asked to track broad strokes of story developments and character developments um over the course of several hours yeah okay that's that's fair i still think that some of them could have been shorter (laughs) yeah because you probably didn't like them it makes sense (laughs) i mean not all of them but some of them were like west side story Um, could have been one of your oscar shorts and i've still been like what the fuck are they doing with this (laughs) Just oh. sweep these people out of the neighborhood already. <laughs> oh my God. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. um, I want a Starbucks. There's <laughs> oh my, my bike um, station. I want to run a bike. Where's right. my bike station? Where am I supposed to tie up my bike? Um, <laughs> all right, we did it. We talked about the Oscar tray. Great job. Great job. We watched a yeah. lot of movies. A lot of I'm movies. excited. I'm excited for Sunday personally. Um, yeah. I know you're pretending to be excited. Uh, all right. Now, however, we have a whole new season coming up and we need, we have some ideas of what we might be discussing in our next season. Uh-huh. Um, but we also want to hear you, our loyal audience members' ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Truly, if you listen to this podcast, you know, you're obviously a super smart person with your finger on the pulse. Sophisticated. Sophisticated. <laughs> um, you are the pulse. Ba-boom. 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 Wow. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, viewers. if you have ideas of what we should talk about, we are open to all mediums, not just movies. You know, we read stuff. We listen to stuff. We mm, stuff, you make it sound so stuff. smart yeah <laughs> we take we in eat media stuff. we also we eat food yeah, yeah. Favorite part of the meal mm-hmm. we could do a whole restaurant tour anyway we could. Yeah. 
truly, I just want you to know that there are no limits to your ideas. Mm. If you have an idea for our pod, we're, we're no limit soldiers. Yeah. Email us at faithpartpods at gmail.com. That's faithpartpods at gmail.com. Or you can slide into our DMs mm. on Instagram. Woo, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find us at faithpart. Faith Parts Pod, Faith Parts Bud yeah. on Insta. If you're not following us, you should be because we make very cool movie posters for most of our episodes. We may you die. Do, do. Yes. <laughs> but Trey gives me an approval, which is great. I do. Uh, we would love to hear your ideas. We'll probably put up a poll on Instagram too or somewhere where people can mm-hmm. tell us what they think. Um, Make sure you're you're liking, you know, give us some feedback. Tell us what you think, guys. People have been texting yeah. me. This is how I come with my corrections corner. <laughs> Aaron's corner. Uh, um, but thanks for, you know, going on this Oscar adventure with us. Um, our next season is going to start. We're going to switch from releasing our episodes on Fridays to releasing them on Mondays. So our next episode is going to come out on Monday, April 4th. Just another manic Monday. 4-4. Oh, wow. Love it. Mm-hmm. 4-4-2-2. It's a, it's a palindrome. Same backwards and forwards. What a gift. It's a sign. Also, I don't think that's what a palindrome is. I don't think a palindrome works like like that. It's the same backwards and forwards. Is it? Actually, no, you're right. Not four. No, right. It's not four. four. It would be like four, two, two, four. Gosh, I was so close. (laughs) Gosh. Gosh. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Okay, but if you add two and two together, you get four, which. What? A symmetry of some kind. Yeah. (laughs) What two numbers at the end of the (laughs) date? All right, that's enough. That was great. April fourth. April fourth be yeah. with you. Um, can't mm. wait for this new hot content. TBD. Sounds dirty. Yeah, thanks great. For, <laughs> thanks for listening, and we'll see you on April fourth. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Good job, Trey. Allison. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Know what? You too, Trey. Really. Oh, that's so kind of you to say that. Nailing it. Really. You know what? Like it was an epiphany to you. You know what? <laughs> You did good too. <laughs> you are here too, Trey. You are here. But Trey was there. <laughs> All right. Oh, we can be done. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.